Hey everyone, Irliana Samsara here, starsoundastrology.com, Starsound Speaks. This is episode 22, magical number. Astrologers still in cars, we've drunk all our coffee, and we are heading back on the interstate, back home. My dear friend Holly and myself, road trip, woo! Say hello to Holly. Holly, say hello to the world. Hello world. Hello world. All right, so, man, we had the best time in Washington, D.C., um, and, and, uh, there's so much to talk about, goodness gracious. I know that on the last episode, I promised that we'd talk about, you know, let's see what happened on July 30th with the, that was the, um, Tuesday, July 30th was when Mars crossed the eclipse point, the eclipse that happened last August of 2018. And I knew something, because that was a Leo Aquarius eclipse, that something related to children, um, perhaps trauma or freedom, or you know something of that nature would would you know pop up. And uh, sure enough, I, I had a feeling something new was going to be open up about Jeffrey Epstein, um, which of course was you know happened during last month's eclipse cycle. All that uh, crazy ride of his coming to an end. But yes, indeed it did. There was this totally cray article that came out in the New York Times. It's rather significant reporting. And it was called Jeffrey Epstein hoped to seed human race with his DNA. Now, mind you again, the New York Times, right? This is not a weekly world news, crazy, you know, far out news, National Enquirer piece. This is the New York Times saying this. And it's a, if you get a chance, go ahead and read that because it's, um, it's pretty bizarre. But uh, anyway, having more to do with that whole, you know, with his case. Uh, anyway, yes, an Aquarius does rule the strange and offbeat uh, things that are, you know, not uh, not the norm. So, yes, you can chalk that one up. Um, on a sad note, we had the, um, we heard about, uh, no, it actually didn't happen on the 30th, but I know that one of the Kennedys, a young 22-year-old Kennedy, just passed away, and that, that was very sad. And, um, you know, Leo rules monarchs, monarchies, um, you know, we, we think of the Kennedys as like America's monarchy, you know, America's, uh, you know, that's like our royal family. Yeah, and that was, it. Aquarius can rule trauma, you know, and so unfortunately, and we don't know in this moment what happened to her, but, um, you know, certainly our hearts and prayers are with, with the family. Um, such a short life, you know, 22. But anyway, so there was that movement there, but what was probably the most exciting thing that happened out of the July 30th, um, you know, Mars activation was Marianne Williamson with the debates. Woo! Marianne Williamson! Rising at the top! And she was still the most um, trending hashtag on Twitter. Uh, she garnered the most um, interest on, on social media. Um, yes, much of it was negative and people putting her down, uh, you know, which we have seen before. But, of course, if you watch the debates this time, she really came around. She had some obviously expert coaching, wouldn't you say, Holly? She had some seriously good coaching. She and, stepped uh, up. She owned her power in the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. And she, and what I loved about, what was so interesting was we, you know, Holly and I came to Washington, D.C., and we, we played tourist, we had fun, we went to all the monuments, and, um, and it was interesting because the very day that she, the day after she delivered that, 
she, you know, she made a huge impact with the many different topics, but the one especially that stood out, I think, for most of us was the comments that she made about slavery and reparations and the racism that is in the deeply embedded, has been deeply embedded in the core of our society for 400 years, and, um, and how the reparations were, which were originally promised were ne never happened and that was the 40 acres and a mule which happens to be the name of Spike Lee's production company 40 acres and a mule um, so if you remember your history lesson that was about um, 40 acres was what was promised to each uh, freed slave and to help them get started, you know, after the Civil War but uh, what does this all have to do with astrology? Well, what rang rang true for me was we are seeing this year the cancer the the Capricorn cancer eclipses and the again that Saturn Pluto the south node of Saturn um, and the south node of Pluto is all in the sign of Capricorn and them all being pretty close together this year and coming very close and conjunct later this year and into January, uh, especially January 12th is going to be a, a major, you know, activation point of all that. But what it's doing this year, the, the energies and the archetypes that that represents is that it's the ending of an age. And this is about coming to terms with family karma and ancestral karma and lineage and, 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 and legacy and things. So I just thought that was very apropos and fascinating um, and as she literally right Mars activating that eclipse point of last August it was about taking action taking action stepping up and there she was with her um, the comments she made shed a lot of light right Leo is the Sun is the ruler of Leo so it's the light she shed light on some a very dark corner of American history and said look it's time to step up and what I also loved is when she said all that stuff about you know she kept saying it over and over until we get to the root of what drives all the darkness you know that has been under the surface of our society not just racism although that's a huge part of it but um, everything else that is really um, the, the cause of why things you know have been so amiss for so long until we get to that point it she said all this wonkiness as she called it was was never going to make a difference and that was a very profound statement that to me was like you know holly in that yada 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 yeah yeah yada 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 exactly and and what i kept thinking of is you remember that movie um it was the truman show with jim carrey do you remember that scene where you know he was he played the he was the guy in the in the reality show, but he didn't know he was in a reality show, and he, everybody had to keep the secret from him. And there was that one scene where some uh, it was like there was a living room scene, and people were opening presents. It was like Christmas Day or something, and then these two actors in the reality show jumped up. They were like jack in the boxes, and they jumped into the living room and they said. Truman, Truman, it's all fake, it's all fake, and, and then they were like carted off, you know, like we, you couldn't, you couldn't allow anything to get in the way of him being, you know, him discovering the truth, and I just thought about that when, 
when she was making those comments, it's like, wow, you know, or, or, or in another movie analogy, it was like the Toto pulling the curtain back on the wizard. And she's saying, look, you got to get what's really underneath all this. And what's the machinations that are running our society that nobody knows about, right? It's like the wizard was behind that curtain and everybody was afraid. And until that curtain was pulled back, nothing could change. So she was really like Toto pulling the curtain back. And um, so, and then without that, it's like you said, everything's yada, yada, yada. So I re- we were really, um, we were really impressed with that. And I, I was looking for, see, you know, what could that Mars activation bring about? And I felt that that was one of the most prominent examples. Um, and it, as, as fate would have it, we went to several really outrageous exhibits um, and one of them was the first one was the um, the Museum of the American Indian, and then we went to um, the Library of Congress, where there was an exhibit called um, "Shall Not Be Denied," and it was about the women and the right to vote. And the the outra- the most outrageous experience was going to the new African American History Museum, which is part of the Smithsonian. They have their own this this building was this separate. Um, they they set up and built this separate building, this incredible world class architectural. Right behind the Washington Monument. Yes, right right next to the on the other side of the street from the Washington Monument, and um, this outrageous, gorgeous, modern building. And it was it's only been there for three years, and you have to get tickets to go in. All the museums are free, but this one is in such demand that you need to go online at six thirty in the morning to to grab your your uh, free ticket reservation so and we did you know I put on my alarm and you know but um, again what was resounding astrologically through all this was this Capricorn energy of you know this is a we are moving in this year and there was changing of the, of the guard and we are seeing this massive paradigm shift and we are squaring up with the karma of previous generations and ancestral lineage and not just karma of our own individual families which I've said before it's like we, it's time to do our shadow work and make peace with our families. But it's also the collective, you know, Capricorn rules our society at large. So making reparations that Marianne Williamson talked about was is very key. It's very much a part of this. But um, anyway, yeah, so bringing that up. Um, and the other thing we went to see was the U.S. Capitol. We took a tour of the Capitol. And um, it, it was, I have to say that it's been so many years and that I have seen in Washington and when I went last time I I didn't take tours of all these buildings I was really there to just visit friends but you know standing in front of all the the architectural the monuments and the architecture and the alabaster marble and all it's it really is it's it's way better to see it like anything in person like you really get present to these high principles that our country was founded on and um, you know and then you think about what's in the news and you're like god you know wow we have really strayed it seems but now is is an evening out and um, I don't know where where do you want to start Uh, American Indian I mean we saw that exhibit about the um, especially with you know the genocide of course that went on with the um, Native Americans and um we saw some particular one that happened, this whole thing that happened in Palm Springs in the 1800s into the 1960s. And there was this, um, if you're familiar with Palm Springs, California, there was a, a settlement there after Reconstruction that was um, 
where the um, Native Americans were placed in these checkerboard patterns um, where they had their homes interspersed with white people's homes and eventually all of it changed you know real estate became extremely valuable and they were basically driven off their land and it was a it was a big tragedy but the it, there was an investigative reporter who won the Pulitzer in 1968 to and when he investigated the racism and the and the you know um, the mistreatment and the corruption that, that went along with that so again with all of these things are coming to the surface to be healed and dealt with so that's our our wonderful Saturn Pluto South Node conjunct you can we really got to feel it and experience it in society and seeing these monuments and taking these tours um, you know one of the things that I was uh, present to was um, you know and I, I didn't expect this I'm, I love history but I there's some pieces of it that really came together for me and um, you know one of them was about women in the role the role of women and um, you know when we went to the statues yeah the statues in the park yes and the statues in the capitol rotunda um there were jaw-dropping statues yeah so immense yeah a lot of them are larger than life but yeah there so you go into the capitol and they give you these tours you have to stick with your tour guide and he he brings you into this huge you know the dome the dome of the capitol and they're in the middle of that all along the walls are these outrageous huge they look like they belong in the louvre you know these huge oil paintings from the 18th uh, 19th century um, oil paintings of key figures and key scenes in american history and there were two that really stuck out for for us um one of them was De Soto, Ferdinand De Soto, one of the Spanish conquistadors. And Manifest he, Destiny. Yeah, Manifest Destiny. Um, and then he was he was shown coming in on horseback, basically invading a uh, Native American settlement. There's this teepee, and you see him on his horse, and these two Native American women are, are naked, and they're cowering underneath him grabbing each other in fear right in front of their teepee and I'm like wow you know with the Me Too movement and and everything that's been said about women and society and the subjugation of women we, we were just really left with how that is has been so subtly interwoven into our culture and our history that it's like not even it was never questioned so seeing that in person was like wow we're really seeing these this Capricorn, you know, conjunction of Saturn, Pluto, South Node, it's like, wow, we're finally seeing the distinction of the things that were always invisible to us and how we can change them. Um, and the other one was the, uh, the it Pocahontas. was my Pocahontas. There, there was this, uh, the marriage of Pocahontas to a white European man, John, John Smith. Yeah, I think it was John Smith. And they show the scene, and there she is in this wedding gown, a Western white wedding gown, and this priest, of, or, you know, Episcopalian, I would suppose, um, performing the ceremony that she was being baptized as a Christian and marrying, being married off to a white man. So again, there's like, here's this, you know, the, the dissolution of a native lineage, you know, and, 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 uh, and all that. So uh, again, that just, just you know, right, very present for us. And then we walk into, um, we walk into that other room and there was all of these statues and there were, how many statues was that? There are, uh, there are a hundred total and nine are women. So 
nine percent representation of women in history that made history and and I, I what I thought was pretty interesting too was and this was in many exhibits not just in the Capitol but at the African American History Museum and also in the um, in the American Museum of the American Indian um, I like to call them Native Americans but the official term was American Indian according to the you know the signage but anyway um, they it was the Catholic Church it was interesting the Vatican and the Catholic Church and the role they played in in settling our country um, like the Spanish missionaries that settled California in the 1500s and 1600s and they established all the Spanish missions and um, you know tried to convert all the Indians to native, the native peoples to Christianity and they are represented in the rotunda of the Capitol building. One of them is Father Junipero Serra. And here, there he is holding his giant crucifix in his right hand. And he's holding it up like, like he's doing an exorcism. And he's like this forthright religious thing. Yeah, you know, granted, Western art has, has been, you know, the very notion of Western art was, has always been collapsed all this time with with um, Christianity, you know, it's just the way it, it's been, but you really, it's really loud and clear right now how that's not invisible anymore, but so seeing these statues was like, whoa, you know, here, it's like, wow, what, whatever happened to church and state? Well, they were intertwined for so many centuries, but here he's being honored, like, like you were just saying, there's nine, nine percent of women who are being recognized, and, and, um, you know, here's this guy, we're still in the 9% club. What can we say? Yeah. We're making progress. <laughs> the nine, he said right. there's some new ones coming down. Yeah, they're the quick, pike. quick, make make up for it, you know. Get rid of these, these these old white men. I mean, everywhere you look, there's like white men, old white men, like the whole, you know, the royal paintings and the bronze statues. And it's like, okay, we're so done with this. So, but but there was one that we loved, the the, the female, the bronze sculpture. Rosa, Rosa, Rosa Barks. There she was, sitting. Is she sitting down? She's wearing her little hat and she's got her glasses and her purse and her coat. Like you know, the day that she sat down on the bus. So she's sitting down, and it's so awesome. Everybody else, all those other statues are standing. There's Rosa. We're like, yes. Everybody's running to have their picture taken next to Rosa. And the only other woman before her, I think, was well, at least like like you said, there's a rotating collection. But it was the woman who ran the Women's Christian Temperance Union, and she was had to do with the vote. I know we saw that in another exhibit. So there was that. So that was pretty cool to to really um, be present to all that. That was the U.S. Capitol. Um, then we also went on to um, what was it? Oh, that yeah. Yes. Oh, by the way, the good news is the Capitol Dome, for those of you who don't know, if you look at, go Google pictures of the dome of the U.S. Capitol, and there's this little figure on top, and it turns out to be a goddess, a woman. So guess what? Women are over the house. They literally <laughs> shine their light down, and it's the goddess of freedom, I think. I think yes. it's, yeah. And she has this kind of, it looks like a Native American feathered headdress, so this beautiful allegorical figure from the 19th century. So that's cool. That's very cool. Um, the, li- the Library of Congress was really amazing too, because that lobby. was the lobby. Yeah, it had this, the entire zodiac. So all the astrological symbols are embedded in marble amazing. into. Oh, look, we're looking as we're driving down. Oh my goodness, there's a Huge rainbow in front rainbow. of us. How fabulous. 
how auspicious. But um, that they had the all the astrology symbols on the floor of the lobby when you walk in. And if you look straight up overhead in the main mosaic tile was the astrological symbol for Saturn. I kept looking and looking. They were very, you got to get how intricate the artwork. It's like this Italian Baroque, you know, kind of thing. A lot going on. A lot of pictures, images, um, tile work. Extremely ornate. But anyway, there was Saturn. Saturn is right over the top. Of course, Saturn rules masonry and architecture. So how fitting is that? Anyway, um, Sorry. there was, oh, 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 that was breaks. <laughs> So um, that was that, and then um, and we loved that, and then there was this fantastic exhibit called "Shall Not Be Denied," and it just started up um, in um, about a month ago. And if you if you're in Washington, you get a chance to see it, Library of Congress, and it's all about the women's right to vote. And we really got present to how powerful we are as women, how women change the world, and what what women went through just to get the vote, which was only a hundred years ago. And it showed um, all the, the various key figures in the movement. And it was, it was just spectacular. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, let's see. Anything I want to say about that? Yeah, they had, they had some... I got really emotional in front of, um, in front of the, the image of Harriet Tubman. They, had, they took these um, sections where they had... A, underneath it were just pictures of like Milton and Chaucer and Shakespeare. And they covered them with these big humongous uh, like 20 foot high images of female you know the women's suffragettes and um, one of them uh, and and the fight for the right to vote and such and one of them was Harriet Tubman that they showed an image of her and when I stood in front of that I got very emotional and I, I choked up I started crying and I thought you know I knew that I always felt very drawn to the Underground Railroad, reading about it as a child. She brought slaves to freedom. She's also the, the um, an upcoming film at the end of the year is called Harriet, and it's all about Harriet Tubman. About time they made a Hollywood movie out of it. And I just got so emotional, and I, pro- I probably had a past life there, because, my goodness, you know. Anyway, it was just beautiful um, seeing this, and again, feeling history and feeling this paradigm shift that's that's occurring and being present to it visually um let's see um oh yeah so the american history museum man you know that thing if you have a chance to go to to um washington dc you must put that on your list it is by far the it's a world-class museum um the 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 most um, innovative uses of its interactive experience the way it's laid out it's got so much thought put into it and it's it's comprehensive thank you oprah yes thank you oprah oprah was one of the donors and they they one the theater was yeah major benefactor michael jordan was um various donors but they named the theater after her the oprah winfrey theater oprah is part the oprah show is part of their permanent installation they showed that they showed the dress that she wore and what the final day the final culture section which is the third floor the third floor different historical floors right and you go you start at the bottom chronologically and you walk your way up it's like ramps and like the guggenheim you walk your way up and you start at the bottom which was the 1400s and you move and that you see these 
exhibits and videos and I mean it's just everyone was hushed in hushed tones it was very reverential um, and but there are things that I learned there that um, again you know being present to karma and lineage and things and in terms of you know the whole this whole Capricorn energy that's that's um, so prevalent this year um, about making reparations and, and healing the past and completing the past pain yeah, the talk about the ancestral pain body. This one's been going on for, you know, 600 years because it started in the 1400s in Africa. Um, and then, you know, as the, with these, originally was just, what, what I thought was interesting was at first it started where they were just these kingdoms in Africa where the people sold spices and, and spices and textiles and gold and things like that. The traders came down from Europe and they were trade for a long time but then one day all of a sudden it became wow you know what we can kidnap these people and because we needed free labor to run the plantations that were then popping up in the 1600s you know in the plantations in the Americas and so they started raiding Africa and so one day you were selling your merchants selling spices and silks and things and the next you're being kidnapped and never to be seen again I mean my god the, the flipping point there and, and what I didn't realize was that these Franciscan missionaries and Jesuits and stuff they went down there and they they participated in it converting the the um the African peoples as well as I mean, according to the exhibits, they fully profited. The Vatican, they were very clear that the Vatican fully profited from the slave trade. And I thought, oh my God, you know, like talk about karma. Like we've got enough going on with the whole pedophilia scandals of the Catholic Church. And then I learned that, wow, they, they were a part of this aiding and abetting. And they profited as much as the, as the private sector, you know, with and kings and merchants and all. So... That was pretty outrageous. Oh, wow. Anyway, so moving on. Um, yeah, interge intergenerational karma, DNA. You know, when we heal the pain body, and this is the, this is the year, this is, this is our time, you know, especially from now through the rest of the year. We're now in August, and we, this is where we heal these things collectively and personally. So, um, you know, we had that great conversation with your friend, your friend who is the therapist, you know, who we stayed at her, um, um, Holly's friend's house, her name is Amy, and she, she's a therapist, and she was uh, explaining to us some pretty amazing things, and how, how important it is to be so cognizant, and she was explaining how, how it's so invisible to us, who are especially white people, how, how it's, in, it's, you know, invisible, the, the levels, even though we think we're aware, and we want to say we're woke, and we're aware, there are levels and levels that are so deeply embedded, and, you know, personally, we got present to that, looking at the exhibits this week, and um, boy, I'll tell you, it's a, a real eye-opener, really, really big. Um, anything you want to say about that? Oh, the ra racial, we were talking about racial bias, right? That even that many of us who are, you know, we consider wide awake and um, understanding and um, uh, open and how we could, we could find ourselves. You were saying initially when I suggested going to the African-American Museum 
what was your reaction? Yeah, I remember for a split second I thought, ah, that's me. I don't really need. That's like a specialized niche. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's it's all right. You know, I guess it's it's okay. But I, I found myself going there for like a split second, and then like, oh well, well, you know, Holly's friend said it's a really must see. So I'm like, okay, well, it's a must see. Then I'll go see it. But it's like, and I don't have a bias, or I didn't think I did. But see, that's it's it's so subtle. It's like, wow, you know, oh, that doesn't really apply to me. It's like, yes, it does. This is this affects everybody. Huge. Yeah, it's huge. And you know what I want to say is like, what can we do? Well, you know, I love the fact that you know Marianne Williamson brought up about the need to, for reparations and to to heal this, you know, what I'll call ancestral karma. And you know, we know that we can't wait around for lawmakers to pass legislation. Although we, uh, you know, we fully support that happening, we might want to ask ourselves, well, what what can we do in this moment to shift that? You know, and so I know for me, I made a decision a few years ago, like, you know, because I live in the South, I live in the Southeast United States, and um, you know, it. I, I saw, you know, with the part of me that, that is conscious, I saw, if you really pay attention, you know, there are, I, I have seen far too many times where maybe, for example, I'll walk into a store and somebody, maybe an African-American person is standing in front of me and they would just kind of look down with their eyes and they kind of, you know, back up and like let me in and, and, and it's like an automatic thing probably for them too and part of their conditioning and, and, and that makes me very un, uncomfortable. So I, I find myself, I cultivate or try to cultivate an extra level of mindfulness. So, you know, I'll see them do that and I'll go, oh no, you know, you're, you're, for, I mean, these people are like, you know, clearly they were first online or whatever. And I, I get out of the way and, you know, support that and, and hopefully help the situation with not, you know, making them feel, you know, just, just getting, getting them more comfortable or just coming down the street. I mean, I know it in the South, there is still so much racism, obviously. And, um, you know, just driving down the street just to wave at people. You know, I, I, there's it might be an African American man, you know, crossing the street, and I'll just smile and wave. And I'll, and you'll, you know, if if you're white, take this on. Look and see. Look into these people's eyes, and wave at them. And many of them are like, you know, surprised because that's not the typical way that people have dealt with. I know this is a very touchy subject and I may not even be doing it justice and I, I'm not you know I, I mean I don't know you know but we have to start somewhere and I am by no means you know I mean this is this is an evolving process but um, I, you know it's got to be done so even a little thing like waving or saying hello or being extra kind you know just just something and just being mindful it's like trusting yourself that you can do something different or make new make new pathways and wake i think if we just wake up out of our unconscious behaviors you know and and um and talk to people um wow you know what a difference that would make you know what i thought was really cool is with that little room we saw holly that little room at the african-american museum Share, share your story share your story they have this little room as you walk by one of the floors and it's lit up and it's a glass door and you open it and it's just like a seat for one person and I guess there's some kind of camera or something inside there's no person inside running it it's just you in this little room 
and you basically you share your story of whatever it is about racism or you know growing up african-american or what have you and it's recorded kind of like spielberg when he um he started the shoah foundation and he was recording all of the um, survivors of the holocaust their stories for for posterity and that i thought of that when i saw that but wow that's that's pretty cool but i think it's for what, however old you are, you know, whatever you wanted to say about that experience was, you know, it was, it's there for people to do. It's for healing. I mean, you got to get, they have thought out everything and things you haven't even thought of, I haven't even thought of. When you're finished with the, with the exhibits and when you're finished touring the museum, they have an outdoor garden, a contemplative garden where you can sit and contemplate your experience I mean, God, you know, what, what kind of museum ever did that? I mean, they, they are so holistic in their approach. And even the fact that it's not like this old museum of floor after floor after floor. It's like this winding. You start at the bottom like the roots and you wind your way up and then you contemplate. So, wow. I mean, I can't say enough good things. And, and how timely was that, that we saw that the day after Marianne? The day before. It was the Tuesday morning. Oh, oh, okay. It was, too, yeah. And so it was all, it was all, all there. Yeah, it was all connected. So, um, yeah. So that's about all I want to say for that today. And uh, we will be back with our next episode talking about the Great American Eclipse. Oh my goodness. Here it comes. Mars activation coming soon to a theater near you. August 15th and 16th. All right. Until then, be well. Uh, be peaceful. Be mindful. Make a difference. Go out there make a difference in the world. Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you. Namaste.